This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. 618 on this Wednesday morning. I got it wrong at the beginning of the show, but then that's the way it goes these days, right? It's hard to tell what day of the week it is. Uh, Right now, following a story actually from Air Canada, they've just announced, they put out a press release that they intend to use the Canada Emergency Wage Subsidy Benefit. This is the subsidy that the federal government announced saying that they would allow businesses to hire people back if they had already laid them off. But essentially, the federal government will help support those employees, pay up to 75% of their wages if companies keep them on the books. So Air Canada has just announced that they intend to do this. They're going to rehire 16,000 members of their workforce that they had furloughed, and uh, they will do so with the help of the wage subsidies. So there'll be more to come on that. I'm sure a lot of people are going to break that down, but we'll be hearing more about it. In the meantime, though, let's talk about the impact that this whole lockdown situation is having on nature, essentially. How are marine mammals doing with the reduction, especially in boat traffic out there? Uh, let's talk to Nikki Reitmeyer about this. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Simi. Yeah, I mean, even if you don't live particularly close to the water, I mean, you can just look out your own window from your home and see that there's fewer cars on the road. And, you know, it's not hard to then imagine that there'd also be fewer boats out there in our oceans, especially here locally in in Metro Vancouver, where, you know, we are surrounded by so much water. So with that reduction in boat traffic, are we seeing an improvement for the condition of marine life here locally? Well, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper into this. So I spoke to Valeria Vergara. She's a marine mammal research scientist with OceanWise Conservation Association. And she actually specializes in beluga whales and how noise affects their ability to communicate. So, Simi, I'm sure that you already know this about how important it is for whales and dolphins to rely on their communications, right? They communicate through sound. So we've heard a lot in the past about the problems that a lot of marine traffic can cause. And and she sort of expanded on why why they communicate with sound. It actually is for a, a very practical reason. So sound translates very well in water, which is a reason why many species of whales and dolphins use sound so effectively to communicate with one another. But on the same token, noise pollution, noise from propeller cavitation, for instance, transmits equally well, and it can mask the sounds that these uh, marine mammals produce, and it can interfere with their ability to communicate with one another, to navigate, to find food, and things like that. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and... I found it fascinating in our conversation because I I, I kind of said to her, you know, have we seen anything like this before? And she said, well, actually, we have. So back in September of 2001, 9-11, after the 9-11 attacks, planes were grounded, which we're all very familiar with. But non-essential boat traffic was also halted along a lot of shipping routes in North America. And researchers took advantage of this silence. It provided them a chance to look at stress levels in whales with some data that they'd been collecting before and after this boat traffic was ceased. A group of researchers led by New England Aquarium conducted a really beautiful and planned experiment. They paired data on acoustic pollution before and after 9-11 with data from stress hormones uh, collected from uh, from scat, from poop, <laughs> of North Atlantic right whales. 
and they found that the whales were far less stressed than normal during the times of reduced uh, noise levels. So basically, this confirmed what we had known for a very long time, that underwater noise is a problem for, for cetaceans. So fast forward to 2020, and I think we are in the midst of another unplanned experiment. Now, Nikki, that is so fascinating because it just goes to show you that when, when something like this happens, it actually makes a lot of researchers and scientists go out there and say, we have to grab this opportunity. It's very true, and that's exactly what local researchers are doing uh, right now, uh, including you know Vergara, who actually she studies mostly beluga whales in the St. Lawrence, but OceanWise is doing research around how quiet marine traffic is affecting local local marine life here, uh, and before that research is released, I think we can probably make some assumptions as to what we could possibly see, a hypothesis about what we might possibly see. So, you know, I asked her, I said, this has got to mean good news for our local whale population and marine life population, no matter where in the world, but I imagine here in BC, right? I think it's too early to tell. I would love to see that being a result, but Certainly, it has to be good news for marine life uh, locally. The fact that BC ferries, for instance, reduce their service across many of the routes, they effectively cut, I think, their sailings in half. And they, they are one of the single biggest sources of noise in our waters. This has to have significant effects on whale habitat. Um, whale watching companies also suspended all operations until July 1st at the earliest. This, I think this has to represent good news for for marine life, especially killer whales. I guess the question that Nikki is like, well, what are we going to do with that information? Well, see, this is the other side yeah. of it. I mean, when life returns back to normal again, do we just say, well, you know, we know by, you know, as she sort of referenced in that earlier study that we can look at whale scat and we can see that they're more stressed out when there's more marine traffic. And we know that that affects their ability to breed, their ability to communicate. We know that's affecting the species overall as a whole. But, oh, well, you know, we're back to normal again right. and life continues. So will we make any adjustments in our future life based on what we're learning from how wildlife is reacting to this very bizarre moment in time? I know you mentioned some environmental repercussions in a positive sense that we've seen earlier, particularly blue skies over India, where it would be particularly uh, polluted on a normal day. So what do we take with this information? What do we do with this information? I suppose kind of remains to be seen. But for the time being, as we continue to see more of these lockdown measures, in theory, we could continue, even if it's for this short period, to see benefits for marine life, even though things are getting harder for us as humans, will this be a better mating season for certain species of marine life? That's a possibility. And she talked about how this could affect the whale population, which is endangered. I'm sure you're familiar with that as well in the St. Lawrence River. So Transport Canada announced that all commercial marine vessels with the capacity of 12 or more passengers uh, have to stop non-essential activities. And this includes tourism and, and recreation. So this also uh, has an intended effect of reducing noise levels for marine life. And, and if these measures remain in place, for example, in June, out in the St. Lawrence, when beluga begin arriving to their summer habitat, it will probably be the quietest arrival they've had in decades. So it will, it will no doubt be a, a welcome respite for females and cats. All right. I look forward to hearing more about what the impact of all that is. Nikki, thank you. Thanks, Simi.